0: Yeah, the other day I was just scrolling through like old pictures that I had and I was from a couple years ago and I was just reflecting on how I was placing so much worth in things that don't even matter. (laughs) Yeah. Like Instagram likes or like Hmm. what pictures I look good in, things like that. Yeah. And I think it really like reminded me of the story of Jacob and Esau from Genesis 25 and basically in the story, Isaac, the son of Abraham, married Rebekah, who wasn't able to have children. So then Isaac prays to God that Rebekah mm-hmm. and she actually becomes pregnant with twins. And the Lord tells Rebekah in verse 23, The sons in your room will become two nations. One nation will be stronger than the other, and your older son will serve your younger son. And Rebekah gives birth to Esau, who is older and like 10 times hairier. (laughs) And then Jacob, who's the younger one. And they're completely different. Esau grows up to be a skillful hunter, but Jacob actually prefers to stay at home. So when Esau came back from hunting one day, he was so hungry that he asked Jacob for some of his stew. And Jacob responds, all right, but train me your rights as the firstborn son. He basically asked him for his birthright. And then Esau says, look, I'm dying of starvation. Like, what good is my birthright to me right now? (laughs) So he swears an oath to give his birthright to Jacob, and he gives the birthright, and he gets the soup. (laughs) So I think I grew up hearing the story in church, but I never really realized what a birthright was and how Mm. important it was. But So this birthright was actually the right to the blessing from Isaac, their father, because Isaac was God's chosen family line. And with the birthright, you actually inherit twice as much as the younger sibling. You could get the right to be the priesthood of the family and you get authority. And when you truly receive a blessing from a birthright, like something happens in your spirit, it's truly like a gift to your spirit. And yeah, so since Esau sold his birthright to Jacob, Jacob in verse 28 gets the blessing from Isaac, Basically, that he'll be prosperous in everything that he does. Um, Isaac mm-hmm. says, may God always give you abundant harvest of grain. And then Esau, on the other hand, in verse 39, he gets a blessing. I don't know if I'd call it a blessing, but he, <laughs> it says, Jacob says, you'll live away from the richness of the earth and away from the dew of the heaven above.
1: Oh, sad. I know. <laughs> I think. Literally every – I can't get over the story because it's literally so ridiculous. <laughs> like, Esau really traded his, like, life's blessing. And it's, like, it's not even just for his lifetime. It's, like, for generations to come. Yeah. And so he literally traded his, like, generational blessing mm-hmm. for a single bull – of bean soup (laughs) and it's like what are you doing yeah that lasts
0: like five minutes
1: (laughs) it's like one bowl and Mm -hmm. it's just like so ridiculous but even just like thinking about it it's actually I got hit with like the reality of like Actually, this isn't all that different from what a lot of us do with mm-hmm. our lives. Yeah. Like, we trade intimacy with Jesus and the fullness of life that he offers mm-hmm. for just, like, temporary satisfactions. Mm-hmm. And just, like, the things of, these wor- like, the things of this world. Mm-hmm. And it just reminded me of this verse in Galatians 5. Um, now the works of the flesh are evident. Um, sexual immorality... Um impurity and then all these other things, and then sensuality really stood out to me
0: mm-hmm. because
1: sensuality it's not just about like sexual things it's mm-hmm. like sensuality is being driven by just like the cravings of your flesh and by right. like the appetite of your flesh. Mm-hmm. And I think like the main thing that does come to mind when I think of this story and like what you saw traded, mm-hmm. I do kind of think of like sexual desires and cravings because they're so easy to satisfy Mm -hmm. but and they're so temporary just like that bowl of bean soup (laughs) but and it's literally like yeah it's so easy to satisfy it's like either you find someone to sleep with or you know you go on that one website Mm -hmm. but it's literally so temporary and you're sat like unsatisfied you're left unsatisfied like later that day Mm. but it's not just sexual things it's also just everything that's temporary in this world, like same, whether it be, you know, approval, security, success, you know, money, validation. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it's just like, they're just so temporary.
0: Mm -hmm. That actually reminds me of the verse from Jeremiah 2.13 that says, My people have committed two sins. They have forsaken me. The spring of living water and have dug their own cisterns broken cisterns that cannot hold water i feel like that's such Dang. a good visual image for what you're seeing right now because like just imagine like a, c- a cistern is sort of it looks sort of like a pot and just imagine a crack in it and you're trying to put water in it and it's just mm. pouring out and that's literally what you're doing when you're feeding these i guess sensualities yeah um You're just pouring water into a broken cistern. No, that is such a perfect picture. Mm
1: -hmm. Because it's like, ugh, like the question I really just want to ask, like, I really hope this doesn't come across harsh, but like, aren't you tired of like being enslaved to the desires of your flesh and like Mm. not even being satisfied at the end of the day? Right. Like always chasing after. The next big thing, the next new thing, the next good whatever, mm-hmm. and like the next high or whatever, mm-hmm. and to like fill this like bottomless pit, mm-hmm. and it doesn't even satisfy, or like mm-hmm. it does satisfy, but it's like five minutes,
0: mm-hmm. or it's
1: like the bowl of soup. Like you, you feel filled, and then you grow hungry again.
0: Yeah, you feel filled until it's it's over. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. Mm-hmm. and so that's literally what it's like to chase after the things of this world. Um, in exchange for Jesus. And it even reminds me of the story of Jacob and Esau or the story of the soup. It reminds me of the story of the rich young ruler in the new Testament where this rich young ruler, he's like, he comes up to Jesus and he's like, Hey Jesus, like I've kept all your commandments since I was a young boy. Like what can I do to inherit the kingdom of God? Mm-hmm. And Jesus says, sell all your belongings and come follow me. Mm-hmm. And, The story doesn't actually end up saying what the rich young ruler ended up doing, Mm -hmm. but a lot of people speculate that he ended up holding on to his riches because he walked away really sad from Jesus Mm -hmm. because he really treasured his um, possessions a lot. Right. And every time I hear this story, it's like, like, oh, like if only he could have just gotten a hold of the worth of Jesus. Right. Then he would have just sold everything in an instant mm-hmm. and just followed jesus mm-hmm. and it's just like oh man like we don't know what we're missing you know i know
0: yeah and it's like i think i want to touch upon what you said about like following jesus when you take that step you can only take that step in one direction mm-hmm. toward one thing um matthew six twenty four says no one can serve two masters for either he will hate the one and love the other, or he'll be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God Mm -hmm. and wealth. And like, you can't serve God and wealth. And I think this also applies to like all those sensualities that you mentioned um, from Galatians. Right. So like sexual desires or like the desire for approval from people or validation. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. It says so clearly here, like you can only, you can serve one or the other, And I think a good word for that is, like, there's no compromise. You either compromise and um, you either compromise, like, following Jesus or you don't. Hmm. And I think, like, this is a message that I heard growing up all my life. Like, so many pastors would talk to me about, like, how you can't live a life of compromise. The whole, like, you either have both feet in the world or both be following Jesus. And I don't think it, I don't think I took it as seriously as I should have because I was so self-righteous. And Mm. I thought, you know, I was like, I believe that Jesus is Lord and I have my salvation. And like, Mm. I was like, yeah, like I can go to heaven, but I can still live in earth. Mm. But no, that's actually not the type of life that Jesus called us to live. So Sorry. <laughs> Good. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I was just, like, I just want to ask, like, if you're still living in compromise, have you really experienced the fullness of life from mm. following Jesus? Because, like, he offers so much freedom yeah. from, like, living and being enslaved to our sin. And, yeah. like, both me and Qian can tell you that, like, it's so much more fulfilling on the other side.
1: Yeah. And it's, like, I feel like we – think of freedom when we think of freedom we think of like oh like I get to do whatever I want Mm -hmm. but I feel like when it's like when it's all about doing whatever you want Mm -hmm. it's like well okay so you're are you gonna go to parties and just you know live it up Mm -hmm. and it's like sure that might sound like freedom but actually I think it's the opposite Mm -hmm. I think if your idea of doing whatever you want is like constantly trying to satisfy the desires of your flesh, mm. like your these temporary cravings. Mm-hmm. Then, actually, I think you're enslaved to your right. flesh, and I don't mm. think you're free at all. Mm. And the good news is that Jesus actually offers freedom mm-hmm. from being enslaved to your flesh, right. and He offers freedom to live in the fullness of life that He offers. Right. And so, literally. It's – I remember someone told me, like, the world – I mean, of course these things, they feel good. Yeah. Like, having money, getting validation, sleeping around, I'm sure it feels really good. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't deny that. Mm-hmm. But also, they also don't last. Mm. And they also have a really bitter aftertaste, you yeah. know? Like, they just don't leave you fulfilled and they leave you wanting more and they leave mm-hmm. you feeling dirty and messed up, and empty, Mm. and it's like, Jesus is so sweet. Yeah. Like, once you taste Jesus, like, oh, it's not even a question. Yeah. And so, I literally, and so this is what I want to end off with. It's, what we're not saying is, okay, you have to clean yourself up, and you have to get your act together, Mm. and then you can be in a relationship with God. Right. Like, that's not what we're saying at all. It's like, Oh, like if only you knew the way he feels about you, Mm -hmm. then. Oh my gosh, like you can live in the fullness that Jesus offers.
0: Yeah, and And... like we're also not saying that like Christianity is this religion where we're giving up all these things. Yeah, and we're living a life like just suffering. Um, I mean, (laughs) Paul says in Philippians three eight that everything else is worthless when compared yeah. with the infinite value of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. And yeah. I think he put it so beautifully because, sure, like, giving up these things, there, it's going to be hard. Like, we're not saying that it's going to be so easy to, like, give up these mm-hmm. things because, like, we are, like, we we do have fleshy desires. And yeah. we are tempted by the enemy. And, um, yeah, but I think, like, I feel like so many, like, people view Christianity as a religion where, like, you're it's boring or it's something that you don't want to do because, like, this world has better things. This world has things that are more fun, things like mm. that. But no, it's not like that. It's actually that, like, you're giving th- these things up for something that's infinitely better.
1: Yeah. And it's, like, yeah, we even want to end off with, like, our message is not just like, hey, like, throw away your alcohol right now. Like, stop <laughs> swearing. Stop dating. Yeah. No, no. It's like, actually, I just want to say, like, ask Jesus to reveal his love to you. Because mm, so I honestly don't think that God, God doesn't want you to just, like, clench your teeth and be like, oh, okay, I'm going to give these things up. <laughs> you know? <laughs> like. It doesn't, like, he doesn't want it to be like that. Like, he, Mm -hmm. I honestly don't think he expects you to give him everything unless you actually know the way that he feels about you. Mm -hmm. And if you haven't had that revelation yet, like, in your heart, I'm sure a lot of you guys have heard, like, oh, God loves you. But -hmm. if you haven't actually had that revelation in your heart, Mm -hmm. then, like, ask for it. Because trust me when I say that he wants to show you how he feels about you. Mm -hmm. And it's, like, yeah, like, like Gina said, like it is it is scary to give up your worldly comforts and maybe, you know, God is convicting you to give up drinking or partying or give up dating your boyfriend. But, and it is scary unless you've met Jesus. Yeah. Because once you've like seen his face, it's like, oh, of course. <laughs> like why would like I no want anything else? Yeah. yeah. And so before we say anything else about like, hey, you have to give this up, we literally just want to tell you like Jesus wants to encounter you with his love. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And so just get honest with him and literally just ask him to reveal his love to you because we really believe that if you ask with an earnest heart, that Mm -hmm. he will respond and he will answer. Mm -hmm. And so we even want to give this song, it's called Nothing Else by Cody Carnes, which is very appropriate because The lyric says, Nothing else will do but Jesus. Fitting. (laughs) And so yeah, God loves you so much.
0: We love you. And have a soup or day.